0: This is Very Public Affairs, the podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. Here's your host.
1: Hello, I'm Tristan Aliferous, and welcome to the Very Public Affairs podcast for our last episode for the year. Today, the Centre's Executive Director, Wayne Burns, will be providing his take on the events that occurred during 2020 and what lies ahead for our members in 2021. Wayne, let's start on the pandemic and its impact on organisations across the globe. Many organisations have shown during this time how adaptive they can be in times of crisis. But what do you think this pandemic has shown us about how corporations in the 21st century lead in times of crisis? And how do you think the public's perceptions and expectations of corporate organisations has changed this year?
2: It's interesting that before the pandemic, you had globally some sectors... Uh, some industry sectors and some businesses in those sectors uh, that had fairly low trust from stakeholders. Uh, They didn't have a lot of social licence to operate. And uh, in Asia-Pacific, that includes uh, big banks, financial institutions, and also a fair few energy companies as the price of uh, energy went through the roof in some economies. Interesting, during the pandemic, uh, especially in the the finance sector, you've had some of those uh, institutions, some of those companies, because of their behaviour, Uh, almost reset the reputation button and you've had them being very customer focused and doing what they do best which is be a bank or be an electricity provider or be a supermarket retailer and they did that uh, extremely well in lots of markets and that's what people were focused on and that was a bit of a reset button for fair few corporations so those corporations became if you'd like the source of truth Uh, for information about someone's home loan or information about the uh, supply, uh, food security and the supply of food. Also, what's happened is that many corporations um, have found themselves being the source of truth for their employees, who about 60% of the workforce in economies like uh, Australia, Singapore, New Zealand, uh, Malaysia have been working from home. They have been distantly and remotely connecting Uh, with their workplaces and a lot of organizations found that their uh, employees have been more engaged than any other time as a result of this as well as their colleagues on the front line you've had people working virtually working from home when they've been able and this has meant they've turned to the the corporation or the organization to be the source of knowledge and the source of truth on how the pandemic's affecting their businesses what they need to do in their teams and what they need to do individually around their work um, and what the corporation can do in the community. And and finally, just to finish off your, your, your point, it's a, a long answer to you know a short question is that also during the pandemic, corporations have definitely had their values under the microscope. And you've had a lot of stakeholders, uh, customers, you know B2C, B2B customers, uh, B2G customers, really looking at the corporation saying, well, here are your values. Uh, are you really living them? So there's been a lot more scrutiny. And it's interesting, in 2021, when economically things might be very difficult in many parts of the world those values are even going to be further under the microscope
1: how about polls we have seen this year which have shown varied levels of trust in our institutions overall the medical experts are highly trusted due to the pandemic but there are a growing number of people in the community looking to corporate leaders to act how has trust fared this year and what challenges to trust will organizations have to grapple with in the public domain next year it's interesting, during the pandemic, the trust, which has always
2: been high in medical professionals and the medical profession, has skyrocketed in uh, nations such as Australia, Singapore, Hong Kong, India, for example, and in places like the, the US as well. Trust also in institutions has risen in countries where the pandemic has been managed effectively. So that's trusting governments, trusting corporations as well. And there's been some research in Australia recently by the Essential Polling Organization that's found in trust in governments has almost doubled in eight months since uh, March 2020. So that's big. So I guess never waste a good crisis is one aspect of that. That's an outcome. But also importantly, competent governments uh, have stepped up and it's been noted that they've uh, stepped up. What's this going to do What's this mean going forward? Look, we don't know. We haven't got the, that crystal ball looking into the in, into the future. But 2021 is going to be a very difficult time economically and socially for many uh, societies around the world. We're still going through the acceptance stage of the pandemic. We're getting into that adaption stage where we're ad- adapting to either living with the, the virus or potentially in three or four years' time not having the virus around because of uh, vaccines. A lot of stakeholders will now be really looking at organisations, governments, corporations, industries and their associations, uh, institutions like faith-based organisations, churches, mosques, uh, and really looking, can these institutions actually adapt? Can they keep me in mind and my community in mind as we adapt? Or are they going to focus solely on their own interests? Because there's going to be a lot of competing interests as the economy gets worse before it gets better in uh, 2021.
1: Let's talk a bit more about adapting to new environments. President-elect Joe Biden is currently in the transition process and we've seen statements from groups like the Business Roundtable saying they will work with the new administration on the tough issues facing the country. How do you see this relationship playing out and will we see greater levels of corporate leadership in Australia next year?
2: Many nations look to the US to, to see what's happening uh, there because it is a uh, basically a, a bellwether for International trends and how other uh, nations may approach and, and tackle their challenges and take up their opportunities. The business roundtable in the US, it's you know it's the peak business organisation. It's said for the last couple of years that, uh, for example, climate change and the corporation existing for. You know, a number of stakeholders, not just shareholders, um, is important. But if you really look at the bottom line, and it is the bottom line, uh, shareholders are still probably the primary stakeholders in corporations uh, in the U.S., followed possibly by customers and then probably employees. Different parts of the world, that changes a little bit. It's, It's you've got employees, you've got community Uh, stakeholders, civil society stakeholders, um, and then you've got shareholders and you've got government and all of those might have primacy, maybe shareholders are a little bit ahead. Uh, Look, from what we've observed at at the centre, there's a lot more talk about uh, climate change during the pandemic, even though the pandemic is an existential crisis. A lot of people have taken time to reflect that so is climate change. Um, It's with us uh, in places like Australia and the US um, with wildfires uh, places across Europe and South Pacific with uh, lots of floods and more intense cyclone activities. The evidence is there for a lot of people and for those who don't believe in climate change or, or deny it, it's something that we really have to adapt to. These proof points can be sort of shrugged off and saying, look, these are just weather patterns, it's not climate change. So look, that that debate will probably go on. But there's certainly been more reflection um, as 60% of the workforce and a lot of the population has been locked down or restricted. We can't see corporate responsibility and and especially around issues like climate change and a move to renewable energy is, is going to, it's not going to stop. It's got to gather a pace and there'll be a lot more discussion about the responsibility that governments uh, and corporations have to... Uh, their citizenry and to a sustainable, very sustainable future.
1: And for our listeners who have key public affairs roles in their organizations, what should they have on their radar for next year? We know big tech is being cross-examined by governments around the world, with both sides focusing on different issues, such as misinformation and censorship, along with anti-monopoly proposals. But can we also anticipate climate change will be a hot topic in the socio-political environment again? And where will the debate on virtual AGMs end up? There's a little bit there to unpack. The the
2: first issue around what will be on the radar, there are Elements and issues already on the radar. We've mentioned climate change. We've mentioned privacy and use of big data and the role that uh, big uh, social media platforms play in discourse around democracy, free and fair elections. Uh, Hate speech, propaganda. Uh, I I think we should stop talking about fake news and call it out what it is. It's propaganda. So, what's the role of big players like Facebook and the Googles and the Apples, the Amazons, the TikToks uh, around this? Is a hot topic and will continue to be. So, where where does the corporation stand on that? Increasingly, corporations will be asked to to okay, what's the line in the sand? What's your view on this? Corporations in lots of parts of Asia-Pacific have traditionally been allergic to getting involved with these issues around democracy and freedom of speech, liberty and the ability to have a a civil public square without hate and you've got identity politics uh, at large as well. So increasingly we see that corporations are under pressure from their stakeholders including under pressure from boards and shareholders to have a position on issues like this, have positions on issues like climate change, also have uh, positions on issues such as racism and access of uh, the citizenry to to education, to health, and then you've got human rights issues. And China's geopolitical role in the world, for example, is an issue that a lot of organisations think, well, we, we don't have a, have to have a stance on that, but. When you look at the complexity of supply chains and China's role in them, when you see the complexity of trade in Asia Pacific and 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 China being very important in that, China as an issue is increasingly going to be a corporate public affairs issue for corporations, and that may be for some trading corporations, a lot of trading corporations, in the last you know decade or so. But even for corporations that aren't trading. in in China, the ripples, the geopolitical ripples of the the region's relationship with China is going to be writ large. Um, And also what we will be seeing and what we've seen already, there's more employee activism around some of these issues and issues also very important to employees. And we've seen a lot of employees in corporations globally, including the Asia-Pacific, pressure on their boards and on their senior management teams to say, look, these are issues that go to our values as an organisation. These are issues affecting our customers. These are issues affecting us your employees, the company needs to focus on them. So far more employee activism. And again, those company values under the microscope in 2021, probably even more so than they were in 2020.
1: And what about virtual AGMs, Wayne? This has been a a bit of an issue since the lockdown started. Uh, Where do you see that ending up?
2: The virtual AGMs have been a symptom of obviously people not being able to or restricted to getting together face to face, but they've been convenient and quite economic for corporations that the huge expense of AGMs getting people there putting on a huge advantage just in terms of staging and logistics you know it can be anything from a a half a million to you know two or three million dollar expenditure and lots and lots of effort where it's going to land We're not sure. We think some companies and uh, and their shareholders and stakeholders will be happy with virtual AGMs, but they're probably not going to be as short as they have been uh, this year. And stakeholders, uh, and we know we've we've, you know we've spoken to them, we've observed them. Next year, if more AGMs are online, they're going to be uh, using those AGMs as a platform to do what they've always done, which is put directors under I won't say pressure, but put directors in a situation where they are publicly accountable for their decisions. Uh, including around executive remuneration, which is a, a hot button. So even if the shift is to more online AGMs, there's going to be stakeholders, including non-shareholders, who are going to be more prepared than they were in 2020 to hold listed, publicly listed companies to account. So probably more online AGMs, but probably more more activist in terms of shareholders uh, and other stakeholders holding the board of directors to account.
0: You're listening to Very Public Affairs, the regular podcast of the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs. The Centre is a membership by company organisation comprising 150 member corporations across Asia Pacific. We work with our members to disseminate international best practice on managing corporate public affairs. And we offer and deliver professional development to public affairs practitioners globally including via our online learning platform. The centre also conducts research into managing the function. Follow us on Twitter or LinkedIn or visit us at www.accpa.com.au
1: So looking back on 2020, what do you think the corporate public affairs function will leave behind?
2: They'll leave behind... 2020. So that's probably the, the best thing, but what they'll take forward from that is probably an appreciation and understanding that they don't need to do certain things anymore, that it's going to be easy to say no to non-core activity, that the lessons or the learnings from effective internal communications will be taken forward. A lot more digital, but also the appreciation and understanding that that face-to-face and human contact for collaboration is really important. There'll be appreciation for functions where they really haven't managed issues virtually before, that issues can be managed virtually because many corporations have been doing that for for many, many years, especially multinational corporations across Asia Pacific. So you don't have to be there in person to be part of the issues management team. You, you can be at the end of a telephone line or at the end of a, a video call to be able to do what you do. And also what they'll be leaving behind is the notion that the corporation can really determine how it engages its stakeholders. Increasingly, corporations and industry associations have had to go to their stakeholders in 2021 and saying, look, we're on this call, but is this effective for you? How do you want to be engaged? How can we understand, better understand what you're doing, what you want, what your agenda is, expectations, and how can you better understand what ours are? Now, if that works by video platforms, great. It's more regular telephone calls. If it's even more face-to-face who knows what's going to fall out of that but the overriding insight is that there's more of corporations going to their stakeholders and asking how do you want to be engaged and then calibrating that so it suits the stakeholder um, more than it suits the corporation and that, that's a big shift Another thing that we've noted that is that the corporate affairs function has been very resilient across the board in 2020. It's been difficult for everyone and you get to hear this all the time. Of course, it's been difficult, but interesting, the, the function was really thrown into the spotlight if it wasn't there already. It performed particularly well in, in most organisations that we've observed across Asia Pacific. It's a more resilient function. The big question for the function going forward, if the function didn't have a head a seat at the table, it now does. The important consideration going forward is what are you going to do with that what are you going to do with that uh, seat at the table and how do you ensure that you maintain it but you maintain it because the organization and stakeholders can easily see the value you're generating so that's the thing never waste a, a good crisis think about what's worked really well what value has been created and how you can take that forward so that when business beyond covid uh, which is probably never going to be business as usual. It's a, a new type of uh, usual. But when business beyond COVID in that uh, recovery stage is with us, that the function is using the seat at the table that uh, that it's earned.
1: Thanks, Wayne. I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that reflection. It's been a very busy year for the Centre as well, so it would be nice to have a break. And finally, just before we, we leave, Tristan, thanks to all of our members and
2: our, our, our fellow travellers in the corporate public affairs uh, profession. Uh, Thanks to the team at the center also. And may uh, 2021 be um, a happier year, probably not less uh, busy, but a a happier year and a safer year for, for everyone. So if you can put up your feet for a little while, do so you've certainly, certainly
1: deserved it. Thanks, Wayne. And thank you for all our listeners supporting us throughout the year and stay tuned for more content in 2021. Thank you.
0: If you enjoyed this episode of Very Public Affairs, subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. For more, visit the Centre for Corporate Public Affairs website at www.accpa.com.au.